Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of the Comic Thoughts Podcast. I am Connor. I am joined by Sam and Ashraf. We have no time. We have so much to talk about. It's the only thing anyone is talking about. Sam, I'll start with you. What is your opinion on the Rotten Tomatoes score for Spider-Man No Way Home? And why should we be welcoming our new Disney overlords? I'll, I'll start with the Rotten Tomatoes part of that question then. And I will say that Rotten Tomatoes can suck a fat one. I mean, they legitimately... At one point, they said that um, that they had absolute carnage with a really high rating at one point. Like, what the fuck's wrong with them? If There's so many films they get so far wrong and just Rotten Tomatoes sucks. Don't ever listen to the critics. Just go and see the thing yourself. If you like a character, just go and see it. Critics are just shallow crybabies in a corner masturbating silently to some forgotten person from their high school sweetheart or some shit. Just fuck critics. Um, and we're really critical cool of films, yeah, but we're not critics, we don't get paid. <laughs> if when you start getting paid to put your uh reviews out, suck a dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sam doesn't speak for everyone. If you would like to pay us, to review yeah, something, yeah, yeah, actually, totally. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for work if you want to like start. Yeah. Oh, look, if you're gonna pay us, yeah. we'll do it, but I don't expect anyone to care about what I've got to say. So let's move into what I think about I Disney. Don't. And say oh, yeah. uh, the Disney overlords so far have been nothing but kind to me. Uh, Sony keep messing everything up for me. So Sony, Disney overlords <coughs> all the way. I've been a fan, a Disney overlord fanboy since day one, pretty much. So I'm happy with what they've done. The MCU's worked. I don't know why anyone would want to change it. Um, just, yeah, let MCU do MCU. Don't try and match it to anything else. Leave Sony to go and do their films over there, especially I've lost all faith in them again. The, the absolute carnage just killed it for me. They should all be shot. Um, yeah. Well, Who are okay, they? Sony? Was, Sony should all be shot? Wow, yeah, that was, fuck them. That was pretty intense. The, I mean, I was, I was kind of following you until you said someone should be murdered for a movie. And uh, Circus was murdered in a Black Panther. I mean, yeah, that's it. it after what he did, he deserved it. <laughs> I mean, was Andy Circus really at fault? I mean, they didn't they announce, or wasn't there, isn't there like an official match for Venom 3 or something out there at the moment? Yeah, I think there is going to be Venom 3. I hope it's There'll be, be a Venom, Venom 3. Spider-Man. But I'll, I'm, look, I'm sure I'm not going to lie. I'm not excited for it. Okay. I am. And if it's, a Sony, if it's a Sony only product and not like a Disney crossover MCU product, then this the, for the third outing, I will not go. Uh, you mean a Sony? It's a Sony mean, only product. You mean Sony? A Sony only? Sony. Sony. Yeah, Sony. Sony. Sony product. Spider-Verse is a Sony product. It is, and I'm quite excited for the next one. Yeah, me yeah, too. yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I'll go see Spot. I'll see Spider-Verse, but Venom. I'm saying that that series now is dead to me because of Carnage. Yeah, if they have Tom Holland in it fighting uh, Tom Hardy, I think you'll watch it. Oh, like I said, if it's MCU, like they come out going, "This oh, is it, MCU," then I'll watch it. But if it's not, it then doesn't I don't have care. to be. It doesn't have to be MCU to have Tom Holland. Speaking of mm. the MCU, Tom Holland, Spider-Man: No Way Home, smashing records, was released last week. I have seen it twice now. Uh, once at a midnight screening, and once with my family at about four in the afternoon the next day. I certainly have some very overwhelmingly positive opinions, but Ashraf, as the local DC fanboy, obviously being paid by one of others directly, we need to hear your opinion without spoilers. Oh, yeah. What is your opinion on Spider-Man No Way Home? So my opinion on the film is that it's great. I think it's the best Spider-Man film and the best MCU film ever. <laughs> it is such a great ending to this trilogy, the home trilogy. And, you know, there were so many emotional moments and i like how the trailers made it seem like it's this big epic but like even though it involves a multiverse it's still a very much a peter parker story and it's about his relationship with the characters in his life Brilliant. and relationship with heroism how and long until we just, can start talking about spoilers uh you know well, it's about it's about why heroes should be heroes yeah i think we're all going to give our non-spoiler opinion first so anyone who hasn't seen the movie <clears> yeah. can watch the first 10 minutes of this episode and then we're going to get into spoilers right away sam if you're somewhat impatient, what is your non-spoilery opinion on this movie? Non-spoilery, I guess it was 10 out of 10. Loved all of it, got no complaints. I mean, we all have complaints, but to be honest... I have complaints it's, to my screening. Yeah, it's nothing awesome. Is nothing nothing I loved is it. perfect. I loved you, it. I hated it was my good. audience. I fucking hated my audience. The audience I was with was perfect. It was all good. 
Everything was sweet. Someone had COVID in my audience. Okay, oh, you know, that's, that's right. fair. That is that's fair. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure. Someone in front fault. of me, someone, yeah, it was, I'm, I'm blaming them. Fuck it. And someone in front of me was then, scrolling. Yeah, I did. I did. I had to wait nine hours and I was on TV. But uh, <laughs> did, you see, did you see my TV clip, everyone? My TV yes. debut? Yeah, I saw you. Maybe we'll try and play it at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, um, I was just going to say, I, there was a guy in front of me who was scrolling on their phone on Instagram for the entirety of the movie. I'm like, why the fuck are you here? What the fuck? During that film? Yeah, during that film. Um, I don't understand. Okay. See, now, Chef, you guys have made fun of me multiple times about how yeah, I only I, go to particular screenings. I, so anyone that hasn't heard me rant about this before, I only go to like Lux screenings or gold class screenings where there's less people where I can lean back in the chair and really enjoy the movie because anyone that pays for those kind of tickets is phone. And if they do, I'll actually fight them. So yeah, the, the, because my problem with cinemas is the amount of people on their phones these days and they're just fucking rude. Like I hate those people there that, you know what, there's another lot of people that I think we can just kill right now. Anyone that uses their yeah, phone. Yeah, more, more people to be shot. Happy, uh, happy Christmas, everyone. Yeah, I'm going on um, a shooting spree, as you can tell. So far, we're starting with Sony. Then we're moving into people that use their phones in cinemas. Spider-Man! He makes I'm people going, violent! He sends I'm people on murderous rampages! You heard it here, folks, folks! Spider-Man! That's a really is- good impression. <laughs> uh, I, I just also want to say there are people talking. And I, people cheered during certain scenes in the movie. And you know what? I'm Team Sam now. I, I want a theater to myself. After after waiting nine hours in line to get a negative test, I I'm sick of it. Fuck other people. But yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, go on. Yeah. Uh, I was all, I was at the midnight screening, so as you can imagine, I was in an audience that was a packed out cinema, um, and everyone was a mega fan. Um, obviously, to some extent, they were a huge fan, big enough to be at a theater at twelve o'clock at night. And I had people cheering as well. And honestly, the just the energy in the room. I couldn't be mad about it. Like I was like, it was infectious um, when I first saw it. I was like, yeah, you know what? I like, I'm excited as well. Don't get me wrong. There was some cheering, some clapping. Bronnie, I nearly broke her chair. She was super happy in certain parts of the film, but um, I did yell at uh, one point. But yeah, yeah, you know, you get those like yes moments, but it, it, there's a big difference from that and people appreciating it to them just being on their phone, being oh like, yeah, blatantly absolutely. rude, absolutely, or if talking. You- like, yeah, talking, you know, yeah, during a scene where they're like, you know, deep in conversation or moving the plot in a very important, you know, step forward. And there's some person in front of you or even worse when they're right behind you, right in your ear. And you can hear them going like explaining to their mate the movie or something. That's like, exactly oh, what happened in my screen. You haven't yeah. you haven't seen any of the MCU? Oh, well, by the way. <laughs> so um, I'm going to put it out there. Um, my perspective is that my sister is obviously visually impaired uh she can still see most of the screen with uh her uh, peripheral vision we have to explain things so we actually have to talk oh, to that... her and tell her what's going on so i it's one of those things where it's like i don't want to turn around and go oi dickhead and then realize oh maybe they've got someone here who needs uh some help um and it's a very low chance that that's the case but from my perspective i actually we have to read any subtitles that come up um and quite literally when i went and saw eternals i was like candace i'm gonna have to read the subtitles because she's like yeah I'm like it's the first time i've ever done it and the first thing that comes up in eternals is the star wars is this the star wars yeah so i'm like fuck i'm reading it as fast and, as i can for my sister and they speak in yeah. another language from Look, i will movie. admit I, I'm 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 that guy that will not take. If you're talking behind me, I'm going to yell at you, <laughs> dude. So, she must have died during Shang Chi, but yeah. Uh, like it's sh- like sh- yeah. We we did giggle a bit because of how much the opening scene because you know, it was all in Chinese, which again, fair enough. Like the, we, she didn't have an issue with it. We don't have like we're not mad or anything. It's just like a bit of a giggle, like oh my god, like these last two Marvel movies have been so needing of dialogue because of the inclusiveness of other languages and deaf characters and sign language which i mean we're all there for but um someone think... should provide the audio caption device that some other cinemas have like you put everyone's in and then they do audio caption i yeah. um that would actually be really good there I is fully certain screenings that. for that but yeah, i don't know is. yeah there is certain screenings for that but i don't know how often or how normal maybe i think you have to you can ask for it you have to camera. ask yeah they actually do supply them. There's a headphone set yeah. that syncs up and ca- audio captions it. Right. Well, we have talked a lot non-spoilers. We've been trying to sort of face this out as much as we can. We all really want to talk about spoilers because there's so much in this movie to talk about. I mean, so much. 
to the point where there are things that people talk about this movie and then they forget to talk about like almost the other half of the movie. And it's all great from start to finish. So if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want spoilers and you've just come along for the ride, it's gonna it's gonna end in in five, four, three, two, one. Holy shit, guys! This movie was awesome. Like what the fuck? Like everything <laughs> about it was um, like genuinely from start to finish. I was either smiling or getting emotionally invested. Like the first real big like moment, obviously, of this movie, which is one that most people don't talk about, is Matt Murdock is just casually here. Okay, Dude, I've got to say That's this. I've got yeah. to say this because um, I can't remember you. Connor, Connor called it. Yeah, yeah but did uh, Hawkeye? Blah, blah, blah. So in Hawkeye, which I'm assuming, uh, other than today's episode, we're all yeah. up to date. We're all up to date. Um, so the and this is a spoiler for anyone that has watched Hawkeye. Uh, there was two moments in that series where Kingpin's like referenced pretty yeah. heavily or there's like an image of him in a white suit basically yeah. and it was really cool for me because you saw kingpin on wednesday and then i got to see well, the next screening of spider-man on the thursday, thursday which is when matt, matt murdoch's there and it was funny because literally a couple of days before i think kevin's like oh we're thinking about doing something with daredevil and it's, it's like bam, literally a week no, literally a week before he said charlie cox if we do daredevil nymphs you charlie cox will play him yeah like he, so, he said yeah. we, we, i we love that it was cool to have a Marvel tie something in so nicely, so quickly. Like, and yeah. they plan, I feel like they planned that. Like, let's drop Obviously, the yeah. Kingpin they stuff here, they ready for Spidey. Yeah. Do you think maybe that's why they also like planned the double episode start and the Christmas and whatnot? Like, they were like, all right, here's our actual. Because for me, I watched Hawkeye episode five with the Kingpin, like, full seeing uh, D'Onofrio as, um, as the Kingpin. Four hours later, I was at the midnight screening for, for Far From Home. So the four hours difference between Kingpins and Matt Murdock's MCU return, it was like, holy, ah, like, yes. Yeah. And then, so that, yeah, obviously that's the first big, like, like me and Brett were saying how, like, there's like 10 moments where you go, oh, shit. Like, that's moment one, we could say. Crowded. There's probably more than 10, but, you know, oh, that's moment one. But were, you go, oh, yes. I had two different crowd experiences. Both crowds cheered at certain, at certain scenes. Uh, the midnight screening crowd was louder. But um, for the Midnight Screening crowd, who I were like, you know, the mega fans, they didn't, they all cheered when they saw Matt Murdock. Like, they were like, yes. But then there was the 4 p.m. crowd who actually, they, react. Didn't, they didn't cheer. I heard <gasps> throughout the whole audience. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this 12 p.m. audience, 12 a.m. audience, these are the guys who knew the rumors existed. And then you had this 4 p.m. audience who are big fans, clearly, but not so big. That they they follow all the rumors and whatnot, so they heard that. Or they just watch. They've just yeah. watched the shows casually. Yeah, yeah. Like, so they don't. Like, oh, whatever. And then they've seen. Like, oh, it's Ooh, your mic is go. Your mic's going funny. Yeah, so yeah, you're still funny. Funny. Yeah, it's yeah. going robotic. It's like you put an alien effect on it. Yeah, so, so. it's not pleasant to hear. And your voice is usually very pleasant to hear. Uh, I just want to say, yeah, that that moment is amazing. I love the fact that Matt Murdock is back, and I love the fact that he's representing Spidey in court. And but I hate, I hate. This, the fact that he's not even going to remember that. Uh, but then again, I also, I, I mean, love hate for that because of what it actually represents for the character of Spidey. Of course, of course. I yeah, actually yeah. like how he doesn't represent Spidey in court at all. He represents, uh, he's like, you to Happy, you need a lawyer because they have mm -hmm. nothing they can really put against you, Peter. But for you, Happy, you, you've actually in quite a bit of trouble. You need a good lawyer. Oh, well, I thought the implication for that scene was that he did something and that's why the charges weren't going to stick. Oh, okay. I thought it was more yeah. the charges can't stick. You don't actually need me as a lawyer. Here's why. Uh, but happy, you're pretty screwed. The brief catch scene was genuinely funny because Matt Murdock, you sort of see it on Charlie Cox's face, the way after he catches the brick, he does this look in his face like, I have no idea how to explain this away. <laughs> I'm a really good lawyer. It's such like, a great line. All I have all I have is just to play it okay. off as a joke and hope they don't. Yeah, there, your voice is much better, Sam. That's as good as it's going to get because I don't know what microphone it's fucking using now. Oh, well, we're, oh, we're, in, we're in a kinky zone then. Hey, we're in the danger zone. I have zone. no idea what the fuck's going on. I'm I don't like how they call I'm it. very salty today. I'm very tired. Happy Christmas, man. I don't, yeah. I don't like how they call Kingpin Kingpin. They should call it The Kingpin. Like, I don't like how they call Red Skull Red Skull. They should call it The Red Skull. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But go on. Don't need that anymore. Um... um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so let's. I just want to say, so um, Matt Murdock being the big number one fuck yeah moment. Yeah, awesome, no, awesome scene. 
what do you think number two is? For you? Just in general. Uh, what was the next scene that was the big, like, blow your socks off scene? Dock off. <laughs> Dock off in New Dublin. I knew, we yeah, knew I, they were going to be there. I'm still happy that you appeared. Oh. I no, I was thinking stuff we didn't really electro. know. Uh, stuff and Lizard. A Sandman. Oh, I knew everything. Okay, what is it, Sam? Stop playing games. What is it? No, well, I, I know this isn't the next scene, probably in order, but I'll go with the well, one. Well, I still was, I was still surprised with this. Yeah. The, one, the one scene that really blew uh, my socks off was the death of Aunt May. Of Aunt May, yeah. Yes, really right. I cried. So, well, I didn't cry, but I wanted to cry. You know? I do. One thing I will say is I, what I love about this scene is that so Aunt May gets whacked by this glider and you think, oh, no, is she dead? And she gets up and you're like, oh, she's okay. And then after a moment, she starts, she's like shaky at first. She's having trouble walking. And then she's talking to Peter as she's trying to confide in him. And then she gets even shakier and then falls. It's like, and then when he finally finds the blood, he's like, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I've, you've, you've seen it sometimes where someone gets hit or something terrible happens and they get right back up because adrenaline's pumping or they don't realize they hurt, they're hurt. And then it's and when the blood loss kicks in or the concussion the, um, starts to come through. That's when reference, they actually start reacting. I feel like that's, Remember, um, no good did goes unpunished. Yeah. Toby That's got hit with the glider like that, yeah. And remember that whole back problem thing, yeah. My back, my back. Well, actually, the, li- yeah, the line from Spider Man 2 where he was trying to swing again, I'm back, the first time. I'm back, my back, <laughs> my back. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, uh, great, but yeah, I'm some dirty eye, like it, hash right. um, <laughs> um. Like, Aunt May's death was, like, genuinely shocking. We're going straight to Aunt May's death. But, yeah, yeah, it was shocking. I, it was such a sad scene. It's good. I mean, like, acted, too. Yeah, I, was, yeah. Um, I like the way that this version of Peter doesn't really have an Uncle Ben. Like, Uncle Ben he existed. Has, he had there was yeah. referenced here and there in little yeah. ways. Um, but they've given a lot more weight to his relationship with Aunt May. Yeah. Not just as... Peter's worries about Aunt May uh, as as far as like trying to look after her. They've almost switched yeah. it around and had it so that Peter actually has to use Aunt May as a crutch often because he doesn't really have anyone else. But I do like that every Spidey film that they've ever made, someone just gets fucking murdered horribly. Like, <laughs> like Uncle Ben for the first one just gets shot straight up, just pawned. Then the second Amazing Spider-Man, Gwen just gets her neck snapped. Like, and now the Peter gets shot in that as well. Like it's so brutal, everyone has to die for Spidey to become Spider-Man. It's it is horribly sad, and part of the yeah, it's really the, sad. The beauty and the tragedy of the character is is that that is that really sad sense of loss. Um, and but, then, what would you say is another like like I, I like these like you look at the moments where you go, I didn't think that would happen. Like I never would have called out May dying. Yeah. I never would have called um, the dark out saying the power of the sun in the palm of my hand again. Yeah, well, he, didn't even, he didn't even say the full line. He said the power of the sun, and then Peter finished it. You know, October. Oh no, he says he says the full line at the start in the bridge as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he does, says, he? "Where's my machine, Peter? The power yeah. of the sun in the palm of my hand." You want to um, play games? Genuinely, like I actually thought, I actually kind of went, "Holy shit!" Um, I know this sounds weird. I went, "Holy shit!" When Peter successfully helped Doc Ock. Before oh, yeah, they passed away, when he actually put the the fixed chip in the Doc Ock's neck, that, that, that is a fucking great moment. Yeah, it is great. Like it's this holy yeah. shit, and it also makes you go like this. Peter Parker is the Peter is a Peter Parker who's trying to help as many people as he can, no matter what. Yeah, the that's what superheroes do. Yeah, and it it was like this genuinely touching moment because Doc Ock, like Otto Octavius, isn't a villain. <laughs> the tentacles are the villain. He's a yeah. prisoner to these weapons. That he, he has a little bit of this moment in the second movie before he goes mad uh, of his own hubris, where he says the power of the son of the harm of my hand. There's a bit of hubris in that. And that hubris gets exploited by these tentacles. But he himself is not a murderer. He's just being, he's got an insanity plea. And the fact that we get to see him relieved, yeah, relieved of this this horrible curse that's been placed upon Split him. personality disorder where the other personality isn't actually one that is natural. It's chemically induced or mechanically induced. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. And it's, so that's um, the sixth member of the Sinister Six, the, the tentacles. 
No, okay. So I actually have <laughs> the, an idea. On, the, the tree is the sixth member. Of the oh, yeah, you're right. The tree. Fuck. The tree monster. That, that um, was another mind-blowing moment. In my audience, everyone was like shocked when they saw the tree. <laughs> they're like, oh, shit, there's a tree involved. Yeah. And um, I, I, I think I saw a tree in the DC movies as well. So it might be, you know, crossed over there. The tree was yeah. behind it all along. Yeah. Shut up and leave. Um, <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. All right. Well, what was your next holy shit moment, Sam? Well, I think another holy Something shit moment for me was spotting all the characters in the rift. Oh yeah, Craven. Uh, Craven, Scorpion. Yeah. I saw Rhino. Rhino. Yep. I saw Rhino as well. Yeah. I wasn't sure, but I thought there was a name more, but I'm not 100 nah. certain. Nah. Yeah, there would probably be another goblin or some shit. Because it's, yeah, it's, like, it's just a quick moment. Yeah. It's... I saw. Batman, Superman, um, Iron Man. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I have to. Look, I have to watch that scene very closely. I saw Hello Kitty maybe in the rift. Yeah. Um, I saw the Rock's character of the Fast and Furious movies. Family. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, so that was you know, obviously that for me was another good moment seeing some of those other characters that we've not seen. It was such so I'm a assuming s- yeah. that maybe because now hear me out, everyone's forgotten, obviously. Who Parker is? They know Spider Man. They forgot who Parker is. So my feeling is that that's why Vulture and Scorpion are still kept around, ready for the next film. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I ready for Morpheus. We can talk a little bit and more about what we think in the future near the end of the movie. Um, yeah. yeah near, the, near the end of the podcast, because I've got yeah. a few theories. They're not mind blowing by any means, but um, they're just I, blowing. I, I think maybe we should probably like. I'm not sure how long do you want to hold off about talking about the uh, the Spider Verse stuff. What do you want to talk about the stuff surrounding? No, talk it about it now. Just go for it. Uh, uh, Toby Maguire and yeah. Andrew Garfield. Uh, yeah. The rumors were true. Uh, they are there, and honestly, I think they were used perfectly. Because... Me too. I definitely Ooh. agree. There's something I got to I got to now because you've just said that they're there. Right. Not using magic. That's a mind blowing. When yeah, yeah, when he does that, and you yeah. see. Um, Andrew for the first time. Can you tell me anything about that that imagery when you first see him? In the alleyway. Yeah. That is the Amazing Spider-Man cover for number. Oh, it's the no the no more no more Spider-Man cover. Oh uh, no, I don't think it's that cover. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's straight, it's got the alleyway with the bin next to it where he leaves the mask. Uh, yeah. That, that's directly referenced to Spider-Man 2, though. <laughs> yeah. I reckon that ref. I reckon that's. A, I reckon they've thrown that in there as a little nod because he said he was in a like bad place. Like well, I can imagine okay, him so being he was in that alleyway. Spider-Man. When he was in that, where he, he didn't get teleported from another universe in that scene. Yeah, he, he was. was I know Earth. that. I know yeah, that. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying that I think that was a cool little nod. Okay, I mean, it would be. And, he. It would be a cool little nod. Just I don't an imagery think it was nod. That's it. Um, I think. As um, Ashraf was probably about to agree with me on, I think Toby and Andrew's Spider-Man were used perfectly because while they're there and while it's cool to see them and even have some moments of genuine closure with these characters, which we can get to in a bit, the fact that this doesn't feel like, oh, Toby Maguire's here, now it's his movie, it's yeah. still Tom Holland's movie, and they yeah. don't and they balance it perfectly, which I think if anyone's going to know how to balance a team movie perfectly, it's Marvel who have done... I think six of them at this point and mm. a bunch of crossover movies as well. And then not just that aspect of the team movie, like the fact that Ned and MJ have a significant role in helping Peter. Yeah. Yeah. They, they felt like, you know, important characters and achieving their goals and everything as well. So it's a, it's a huge cast and it's amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. And they came at the perfect moment when Peter's at his lowest. When he needed someone to be able to tell him that the darkness, that you can get through it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, something that the other Peters didn't have was someone to lean on in those moments, because those are moments where they feel more alone than ever. And they didn't so, have it. So are they not going to remember meeting Peter as well? They'll probably remember meeting Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, they won't remember what his name is, which is weird, because it's their probably, name. They'll probably, I think Toby and Andrew's Spider-Man will go, I've met another Spider-Man. Or, or they will forget that there was a third one and just think they teamed up. Oh, that's so sad. It is I'm very so sad. sad. It is sad. But at the same time, there's still plenty of options for people to 
remember all of this eventually. I mean, Mephesto, he never showed up, so... Well, okay, uh, you mentioned Mephesto. Guys, <laughs> don't you think, isn't it great that someone in Marvel Studios went, hey, let's take the worst Spider-Man oh, yeah. book You've of all time yeah. and make it a good movie? Like, they took one more day and went, fuck it, let's show them how it's done. Yeah, pretty much, and introduce the Spider-Verse things into live action. Like, yeah. yeah. Holy shit. I am surprised, though. I was really upset that we didn't even get a joke moment, that there was none of the animated Spider-Verse characters just swing, even just swing past or something, like swing in, then teleport back again. Maybe like, they were in the rift. Yeah, Honestly, I, I would have loved to have yeah. just seen Spider-Ham being like, well, this is weird. As, <laughs> like, much, as much as I would have loved, uh, much like, as I... I Spider-Ham just walking up to someone, touching them nah. and being like, wow, you're that's, fleshy. No, you know what? No, that's, that's too much. That's too much. As, as, much as, I, as much as I liked the Doctor Strange post-credit scenes, that essentially the teaser trailer for Multiverse of Madness, I would have been really happy if they had done... Um, if it was another how the duck post credit scene and he was talking to spider ham and spider ham was like i have no idea how i got here and how the duck was like same i have like literally like they're like they're bonding on a level of like we're animal people who come from another universe and then spider ham disappears and the duck is like thank you <laughs> walks in i i hope howard shows up in she hulk because that yeah. would make a lot of sense we should do a bingo card of how many times Sam has says, uh, said that he wants Howard the Duck to show up and see Hulk or something to the extent. Howard the Duck should just be the new Stan Lee and be in everything. Nah. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so what, what did you guys think of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in this movie? Um, I can't, I mean, I thought Tobey Maguire retired from acting and it was cool to see him back and it's cool to see him. I don't know how much CG trickery there was, but like he still seemed pretty much in shape. And, um, you know, I didn't like, I didn't really enjoy his acting that much in the Raimi trilogy, but I think it worked here as an understated sort of person. And Andrew Garfield is incredible. He's an incredible actor. He deserves an Oscar this year for Tick, Tick, Boom. A great movie if you haven't watched that. He like gives us all in that. And it's really unfortunate too, because that's the movie where he did the press tour and everyone just kept asking about Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, but like he's he's always excellent, and he's actually playing a Spider-Man that's his own age this time, and not same with Toby, and not like forty-year-olds pretending that they're seventeen. I, I want Andrew to. I know they said they would never do another film with him, but fuck, how cool would it be just to I get a show? Don't. Yeah, just get a show. Uh, I, I want to like, see. And you ready for this? This is in my head how it would work. I want to see Andrew from like the dark years, Spider-Man's the the, the dark moments that he was referring to. Then I want to see him whisked away at that end of that season. And then the next season can be him coming back, being a little bit more like, oh, like I've, I've met brothers and I need to pick up, you know. But he doesn't like, remember. This, this stuff. Does. Oh, he might be able to remember the events. Like the idea that I want to know. So the idea is that all these villains get taken in from their timeline before their death in these universes. So we're now in a situation where, Green Goblin isn't dead. His power, he's been cured. In like Norman Osborn is technically still alive. How does that yeah. change Harry Osborn's character arc? How does that change MJ? And uh, uh, how yeah, does yeah. how does Doc Ock being yeah, cured but, and surviving change? <laughs> Doc Ock, Doc Ock um, being cured and being put back in that scene right before he dies wouldn't change his death. Well, maybe Doc Ock doesn't die, or maybe he does because he's now aware of the fact he's going to die. Maybe they can change something, but is, is there a universe? There's the Sam Raimi trilogy now, this world where Green Goblin, uh, Doc Ock, both, uh, and therefore Harry Osborn as well. Is there a universe where now all three of them have survived? And what about the Amazing uh, well, Spider-Man movies? Like, well, has Doc Connors survived? Uh, Electro has survived. How does that change we, the story? If we follow, like, the MCU time travel rules, like, it doesn't, doesn't change time. Well, no, Just because it's a new timeline, right? Well, that would be through the way they did it with the quantum. Uh, it's another universe. Yeah. It's like, all, look, this go. Just say, look, they've created another universe. There's another time branch. Way. Plus, that's that's one specific way of time travel that I think is a capable through that specific medium. You look at the way they do time travel from the TVA, and they're not creating branches by going in there. They're actually severing branches by going in there. So they yeah, but only with that device. 
Only that's, the, the, that's the thing. So yeah. with multiversal magic, is it affecting time travel differently? Because no one in Endgame had magic, and there's no I no one has any idea as to whether or not magic will affect time travel differently. Uh, especially when you're dealing with multiversal. I just don't think you're overthinking it. I just legitimately think everyone's gone back to their just before they died and they've survived. They're not dying, they're just they're back and they're cured. And it's just a new branch, a new timeline from that point onwards. I mean, that's why well, that's what I'm saying for you, Sam. That, that, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, so but is the old yeah. timeline erased because the people from that? No, old I think that timeline still exists. That, that, that like timeline still exists because that's how yeah. time travel works in that universe. It's a multiverse. Yeah, it's a multiverse okay. and multi-timeverse. Yeah. You, you okay. time... And even even when you said like about the pruning stuff, the prune the prune stuff still exists. It's just in Elias' realm. Yeah, it's yeah. time time. Um, the time travel in the MCU is only relevant to what's happening within that moment of itself and then it's only relevant to what happens after as a new time does that okay. make sense yeah no that makes sense i was just wondering if different time types of time travel affect the uh, creations and destructions of branch i just look at it as no, like Loki's, Loki's say, time travel doesn't doesn't conflict with mcu's normal time travel. every oh, yeah, every earth has their own timeline and each branch is crossing and then it becomes a big web tree and then that's it and uh, then tree of life yeah, yeah. martin um, mcfly we gotta go back doc um I, <laughs> but as I said, Tom Poland is not overshadowed in his yeah, role, yeah. and I don't. I think he actually puts in his best, one of his best Peter performances. So he is very his good as this character. I'm, like, I'm glad that so many- with everyone forgetting who he is, I'm glad that they showed him making the old school suit. That he, I'm glad they showed him going, "Oh shit, my life is over," and then him going, "No, it's just a chance to try again." It's a chance to keep going. I can still be Spider-Man. I can still do the right thing. I can still make this work. Like he has oh, that sad. moment where he stares at his apartment and goes, oh, this is shit. And he's like, I've got a question. No, you know I've got what? a question Fuck for it. you both. Ashraf, he's going to take go the GED. Yeah. You got to go first. Are right, you ready for this? Yeah. Is Ned going to become the Hobgoblin in one of the next films? No, because he's going to go to Boston. So he's just going to be Boston Ned. No, he's, he's not going to be in these films anymore. You don't think he's done completely? He yeah, he's turn. done. Those characters are not, yeah, those characters are not relevant. Which is, yeah. I Which think, is what it is, yeah. I think because he doesn't remember Peter, he can't hold on to his promise of never becoming a supervillain anymore. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And he's, oh, also, he's also shown that he has the capacity to use magical objects, which even Doctor Strange goes, hmm. So I'm wondering <laughs> if, if they do MCU Hobgoblin with Ned, is it going to be... But Ned's not the Hobgoblin. He he was a he was a uh, he's a hobgoblin. He was framed. No, he was framed. He was framed for being hobgoblin. Yeah, he was never he was never actually hobgoblin. He um, does become a hobgoblin later. No, he he actually doesn't. He he does not. He literally is never the hobgoblin. He was framed. Um, well, he's Genki anyway. He's not even Ned. <laughs> if they did do uh, Ned as hobgoblin and just did because it's the MCU, they're allowed to change things up a little bit. And of course, the Ned hobgoblin connection. Do you think maybe hobgoblin might be? Actually, a bit of an amalgamation of Hobgoblin and even uh, Demo Goblin, where he's actually got magic abilities as opposed to technology like Green Goblin. Well, they might just do Demi Goblin what? instead. They might just go, let's go that way. Demi let's Goblin. move that way. Guys, sounds so fucking stupid. <laughs> what? what? I don't know. Hobgoblin, Demi Goblin, Magic Goblin. Fuck that. Do you know what yeah. Demo Goblin is? No. <laughs> Demo Goblin's an actual character. He is uh, one of the Hobgoblin, the, the, not the Kingsley Hobgoblin, one of the other ones. Um, gets like possessed by a demon uh, during a crossover event with ghost, ghost rider and he's actually like up like a proper magical goblin like he's got he doesn't have a glider he like summons up this fire bat creature that he flies around on and throws fireballs that's, and shit he's got this huge tongue that comes out of his mouth that's crazy it's cool yeah. um I, i've actually so, got a demo goblin figure at the okay back so now going because i'm looking at the time and keeping track of that too we, i've been keeping track of it we, what villains do you think will what villain do you think we'll see next other than Venom? Uh, I think Scorpion's a shoo-in because you have... Are we Jake. talking about the post-credit scene now? Can we talk about post-credit scene? Yeah, oh, we, oh, you know, let's talk about yeah. post-credit and then talk about future ideas for yeah. villains. Also, we've got an extra 15 minutes on top, Sam, because of how long you took to get into the chat. Oh, damn, shade, shade being thrown. Um, I'm going to stab all of you. <laughs> so, so the post-credit scene made me very angry because I, I, I wanted Eddie Brock Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock to meet Tom Holland's Peter Parker. I guess there would still be an opportunity for that in the future. And I think it's really bullshit that 
like a piece of the symbiote is left instead of just like I don't yeah, know. So why why, why become, tease that? That's so Flash can be agent with him. Which you can't talk shit on it until you read the comic. Which is Flash a lame is going burn. to Boston. Flash is going to Boston. But yeah. I like how you hooked up on people going to Boston. Spider Man can swing. He went to Spider Man Spider-Man is New York. Spider Man Far From Home. Spider Man Far From Home ended in Britain. It's final battle scene was in the UK. It, in the actually, UK. it ended. It actually ended in New York. It, okay, yeah. it, after I get what you mean. Um, yeah. You can go anywhere. They can travel, mate. Spider Man's not like gets yeah, to the edge of New York. To me, Spider Man is New York. I, I like. I like Far From Home because oh. uh, you know, I had Spider Man outside of New York, and that was cool. But like I, for me, for me, Spider Man and New York are like so intertwined. Like, why would okay. Spider Man be able to afford to leave? New York? <laughs> okay, so just putting it out there, Flash Thompson as Venom had very few in- direct interactions with Peter Parker in the comics until near his death. Flash Thompson okay. was well, as, as as Agent Venom did not interact with Spider-Man all that much. In fact, he spent most of his career as Agent Venom outside of America and outside of New York specifically. As far oh, as oh yeah, Ned the Leeds Middle East because he was a soldier. And as far as Ned Leeds is concerned. Yeah. Him being in Boston doesn't mean he can't go back to New York where A, his family lives and B, he was born. Because also just because you've gone to university doesn't mean you're going to stay there because Ned could become Hobgoblin because he realizes he hasn't got money or he's failing or he becomes desperate or he gets wrapped up with something he doesn't That's so sad. Why would you do that to Ned? Why would, why would anything happen to any of Peter's friends? Most of Peter's villains, a lot of but Peter's villains were like people he knew or people I who feel, were just I tragically feel like, hurt and had to become villains through circumstance. I feel like that's the end of those characters' arcs, though. I feel, I feel like, like that's a great resolution and I don't think they should, you know, touch them. Like, Peter... Good luck with like, that. Um, the, home, <laughs> the, homecoming, the Homecoming trilogy ends, like, with those friends not remembering Peter. And remembering okay, here you go, then. Just, like, it, it's a parallel to, like, how after school... I stopped seeing friends that I used to see in school all the time and now I don't see them anymore. It's sort of like um, growing up in that way. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming that we'll get some new characters though for the next film, like maybe Felicia. Felicia? Hardy? Felicia Hardy. Felicia Hardy, yeah. yeah. Um, like, uh, maybe that'll be the new love interest or maybe we'll see his version of Gwen finally show up if there is, in, is one. I'd actually, uh, it would be really funny yeah. if there is, because yeah. you know how they make fun of Octavius's name. Small yeah. part of me wants there to be another Octavius, just so he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like, <laughs> I think, I think there, I think that absolutely there will be just be, like the opportunity for these, and it would be pretty cool for Peter Tom Holland's Peter Parker to be like, "I just dealt with this." Yeah, <laughs> I just. Or, or he tries to prevent. He tries to prevent Octavius from Ooh, becoming a villain maybe, because he he remembers that Octavius became a villain in that other universe, and maybe, he ends up yeah. making Octavius a villain. Well, maybe it's a bit. Well, here's the thing. Well, what if Octavius saw himself on the news and was like, hang on, well, I'm going to do this now and be, not be villain. I'm going to be the ultimate I think, he'll, Spider-Man. I think the Jackal's going to come in. Superior yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> I think, so genuinely as villains go, J. Jonah Jameson. Okay, I think Spider-Man 4, J. Jonah Jameson will be get the, 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 villain, will yeah. be the villain and Scorpion will be his muscle. Fire Slayer. I genuinely mm-hmm. think, uh, I think that would be your chance to also introduce Alistair Smythe and yeah, the Spider-Slayers. Slayers. And how it so that essentially the scorpion is like you know he because he never knew Peter Parker's real identity he never knew Peter Parker he only knew that Spider Man and wanted to know from Vulture who Spider Man was so he he was like desperate to get him I genuinely really want that because didn't the actor who played Scorpion in uh, uh, Homecoming play Vaz from Far Cry Three Yes, he did. Yes, and he Very did. Good eye. He, he actually yeah. did a lot of uh, live action stuff as Vars for like trailers and whatnot, and he was actually really good. I do apologize. Know the of I insanity? have to take care of something real quick. You guys can uh, talk about me behind my back. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. But same Vaz, kind of blows. But yeah, go on. Um, Vars, uh, wasn't it that he? I, I think I was reading somewhere that the actor didn't actually. Blood Dragon. He came in for Vars, but he completely he played Vars completely differently to what they were asking him to, and they were like actually <laughs> um and then they used Vars for all the marketing because he was such an infectious character i would love like if scorpion was a bit like that because mac gargan's thing is that he's actually just generally speaking a bit of an unstable prick um and in the ultimate universe he was a criminal a, a criminal uh, with um, latino um, heritage which um they tie you know they i think they were using like miles's family 
to tie Miles into the Matt Gargan stuff. Like he has Latino family that is tied in with the Matt Gargan character in the Ultimate Universe. So they can kind of maybe bring, um, they've clearly done like, um, pretty sure the actor for Bars is uh, Latino to some extent. Um, sure, why not? We're putting that out there. Um, I'll you said it, so it's true. I'll look that up. Uh, I've said it on the internet, it's true. Um, I'm not sure if yeah. he is, but they've clearly gone a little bit more in the Ultimate Universe direction with his initial character, him being a criminal. But him being like a bit of an unstable jerk and wanting to kill Spider-Man and then just getting even more unstable because he's been turned into this scorpion monster. Like he he's stuck inside this scorpion suit. He is a mutant monster now. I think would be pretty cool as like J. Jonah Jameson being the main villain and the crux of it being Jameson having to now deal with the fact that he created a villain, an actual villain, like what he thought Spider-Man was, Scorpion is, and he now has to deal with those consequences. Oh, that would be really great responsibility. Cool. Yeah. Uh -huh. Jameson had this great power and he used it irresponsibly. And despite, yeah, I think that would be a great fourth move. Uh, when, when you say like mutated scorpion guy, I think of, I think of the design that they had for Spider versus Scorpion. Which was really cool, by the way. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really, I, really cool. I actually really like that design. Um, um, yeah. When, you, when you're done, I, I want to talk more about my point that I brought what. up before. You, you, you go, you go now. Uh, we've, okay. I think I've been talking over you a lot because I'm super excited. No, um, it's, it's okay. I've been talking over everyone as well because um, I, I, I really love this movie. I watched it twice. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And I'm happy that there's a movie out there in the MCU that focuses on saving people, regardless of whether or not they're villains. Like, they're, they're people who are asking a hero for help and, like, he goes out and tries to save them. Um, but, yeah, like, like I was talking about how I think that that's the end of Ned and MJ in these films, right? And why I think that's important to me is that like uh, a lot of people talk about how Spider-Man's in the MCU is not relatable and everything, but uh, I think it is relatable. You just it's just not like one-to-one -one scale of your life, you know. It's like you know, oh. obviously it, no no humans dealing with multiverse threats or anything, but like the the analogs you can see like. With with like a lot of people's lives when they when they turn eighteen when they go to college and everything like there there is a part that you sacrifice which is like your childhood and your childhood friends that you might not see again and that's why it's important to me that I think you never see those friends again. <laughs> I think never seeing those friends again might be harsh, but I think they shouldn't be in. They should vary at the least, not for a while. Like I think it should genuinely be like if Ned like if okay theoretically if this Ned Hobgoblin Demogoblin idea I have happens, movie six at the very earliest and not even knowing it's Ned until near the end. Like that's the twist. Yeah. And like Ned, it hasn't got like a, a, an issue with not remembering who he is. He just doesn't remember Peter, but that doesn't change Ned. Like Ned could still have a huge respect and love for Spider-Man himself. Doesn't remember Peter, but remembers like Spider-Man because everyone remembers Spider-Man. Yeah. Just not the, the Peter Parker aspect of it. So, you know, it could it could materialize in everyone's minds differently. Like so Doctor Strange is gonna be like, Oh yeah, I met Spider-Man. Yeah, he remembers a Spider-Man, yeah. But he's not he's gonna he's probably gonna be like, Oh, he had his mask on the whole time. <laughs> like, you know, he, he just didn't take his mask off. I wonder I, I, I wonder any future directors will play with to what extent the Avengers remember Spider-Man. I'd be interested to see if they don't remember working with him at all. Because Happy doesn't remember working with Spider-Man. No, I mean, actually, no, no that, that's does. not proven. That's not no, proven. Yeah, you're no, right. No, no, no. Because he no, says he, he knows Aunt May through Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, so he knows Spider-Man. It's just not. But we, we don't know the extent of their relationship that he remembers, at least. Okay. I'm curious to know if people who have passed yeah. away and then get brought back to life are not affected by the spell. So if Tony Stark... Like Tony Stark came back to yeah. life. Like, imagine if Tony Stark did come back, but his first thing is like, who's this guy? <laughs> um. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be interesting. And well, that would suck. But I mean, uh, also, did, did you hear that Stark. that Morgan Stark's actress recorded a scene for this film? Really? No, I didn't hear yeah. that at all. Yeah, Lexi Rabe said that she recorded a scene for this film that was cut. So uh, <laughs> this is my stupid theory that I hope is true, even though I know it's stupid. That she's the new CEO of Stark Enterprises at like age thirty, age five or something. Well, you've got to remember the CEO was actually Pepper. Yeah, I know. So, but like. But like why, you know, like when Stark Industries gets caught in the web of Spider-Man, Spider-Man's like controversy and everything. I wouldn't, I can't imagine Pepper being so harsh towards both Happy and Spider-Man and not allowing them access to the Stark network and stuff like that. And, and putting a Happy in court for acquiring Stark technology and stuff. Interesting. 
So uh, as a time, my, my dumb theory, my dumb theory is that Morgan Stark is so different from her parents is really angry as a five-year-old. And that's why she uh, disallows Parker from using the Stark network and uh, is trying to sue Happy. And oh, wow. don't you think that Happy stuff is like setting up for like a, a case in She-Hulk or something? Uh, I think the Happy stuff is setting up Armor Wars. Oh, you think so? I think, no, I think I, it's setting up She-Hulk. I'm going to say She-Hulk. I, I genuinely, oh, it could be both because Armor Wars is going to be about missing Stark technology and they look into Happy and go, well, yeah, you've got some stolen Stark technology. But they go, but all of this is missing as well. Where is this gone? And Brody goes, all right, you know what? I have to figure out what's going on because there's a bunch of shit missing. And I know half that stuff is stronger than a nuke. I'm getting involved. <laughs> I think that might actually, Armor Wars might spin off of this whole thing with Stark. Industries. Well, you know what? You remember how at Stark Industries, they started seizing stuff too? Yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming that those convoys will get robbed as well. Yeah, you know, oh, or whoever's running the DODC now is evil. Yeah, which is common. I can. Yeah. So there is a Kingpin used to run in the comics, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. So he probably could. I mean, the big man at the top. These guys could end up showing up. Actually, the more I think about it, so these the guys are Power Rangers. The, no, these guys are the Guardians, um, or the Vault Guardians, as they're sometimes called. So these guys are like um, Tony Stark built like. Basically, they're like Iron Man suits that are nowhere near as advanced, don't have all the features. Um, and these guys, they're like, this is like an army builder figure. There's like, like you know, 50 of them. They're like a, a whole battalion of them. Uh, they work for the government and they are a, a classic oh, army. Bad guys. So this could end up being like maybe something that shows up in Armor Wars. Like the, there's a part of the government that's like, you know, we're going to take some Iron Man armors. We're going to make our own. Okay, we're going to talk stuff. about future stuff. I'm going to talk about future stuff. Um, I talked about this a bit before Sam came in, uh, before the start of the podcast, but like, I'm really excited for Morbius to come out. So it will give everyone who's trying to keep track of this timeline a headache because no one knows when Hawkeye is supposed to take place. Uh, we, in we, regards to we literally discussed it before the podcast. Yeah, but like she's talking about the new and improved Statue of Liberty and it's during Christmas. And it's like, uh, did they fix the Statue of Liberty? Does it take place one year after? No, no, Hawkeye is genuinely in the same year uh, as Spider-Man No Way Home. It has to be. But they take a place around around, around the same season. Yeah, yeah they, take a, they take a place around the same Christmas season. So, like, you think within a month they fixed the Statue of Liberty after th- Spider-Man fucked it? Especially if the Department of Damage Control got involved in the fixing of it, yes. It's taking so long to, for them to construct the shield. Dude, but- there's a fucking superheroes. Is it, don't <laughs> look too much into- oh yeah, yeah okay yeah but yeah we're, we're getting to my point i i can't wait for morbius to come in and confuse everyone to what the fuck timeline okay so there is one yeah. thing i know that they that in one of the trailers one of the guys said um this is almost as big as the thing that happened in san francisco was it san francisco venom which yeah. is the venom event. so i'm pretty sure morbius is venom I think but Venom have... doesn't know Spider-Man. Oh, sorry, Eddie Brock doesn't know Spider-Man. I'm pretty sure. No, Adrian's... but Venom does through the multiverse thing. Yeah, Venom but does. he literally referenced. I know, I know that. that. I know that. But if Eddie Brock doesn't know Spider-Man, Spider-Man can't exist in that universe. Well, He's never okay. seen the Spider-Man. Oh yeah, with the poster on the wall and all that. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. In saying that, what's to say that they're not now? You know, what if they're in Garfield's universe? Well, that's uh, the thing. I, don't, I really don't want them because the Vulture, the Vulture is from the MCU. But there's a multiverse, dude. The Vulture can be in multiple the universes. The Vulture can be played by the same actor in multiple multiverses, dude. just like J.J. Jameson can. I can't wait till Morbius comes out and then that poster will be replaced by Tom Holland's fucking Spider-Man. Okay, I don't think Tom Holland would be in a non-MCU. I think they're going to keep Tom Holland. I think he would be. I think they... I want to say I want to watch Morbius because I like that character. It also, the trailer so far it hasn't looked doesn't, It doesn't look bad, right? Like but you know what? Sony, Sony has a, a reputation of doing a good number one film and then just fucking botching number two as just too many setups. You know what? That is fair. Amazing Spider-Man, number one, good film. Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 2, shit, uh, just so many setups. Then you've got Venom 1, good film. Venom 2, bullshit, heaps of setup, crap, nothing going on. It's like they get excited. I don't know about like the Amazing Spider-Man one. I don't know if I'd say that. I, I, did. I, I did. I actually, uh, there was a few things. I like seeing how sciencey he was. That's, that's I, I like I the enjoyed. moments from it, but uh, I, I like, don't know. It's, I think, I, know, I was going to say, I think there's a few moments that kind of drag it down, but ultimately overall yeah. as a movie, I think it's good. Um, it was too, I don't know. It, was, it, it came out like, it was too inspired by the Dark Knight trilogy, I think. I don't know. I don't know if you had that vibe, but I did. Yeah. No, no, not really. But anyway, um, the, um, 
the thing I I, I, I just am wary about is Sony's involved, so therefore there's a good chance it'll be horseshit. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta try to have that. Um... Their success rate is not high. <laughs> no, uh, it's what what is this? They got Spider Man One, Spider Man Two. Actually, you Spider-verse. know what? I'm gonna say it outright. Spider Verse is amazing. Spider Man yeah. Three. If you take Venom out of Spider-Man 3, is a good movie. The issue is Sam Raimi didn't want to do Venom, and Sony yeah. was like, you have to do Venom. So I'm pretty sure, like, like, honest to God, even with Venom in it, though, if you just take away your emotional connection to the character of Venom, which I know is hard for you to do, Sam, it's difficult for me as well. It hurts. It's not a terrible movie. It's actually pretty good and fits into the themes of the trilogy very well. So well, I'd actually, dead say, to me. Uh, I'd, actually, moving on. I'd actually say Spider-Man 3 actually is on the side of being a good movie. No. But anyway. He dances. He liked the dancing scene. That's yeah. it. That's all he's there for. Well, why does the butler choose now to tell James Franco that how his dad died? Because until now, the butler probably didn't realize what Harry Osborn was going through. And why? Who, like, who is this butler? <laughs> who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, yeah. So um, No Way Home is amazing. Um it's incredible. It's ultimate. It's spectacular, you know. Um, I, I, I like all the friendly neighborhood. Yeah, it is. It is very friendly neighborhood. It right? actually is, dude. Um, I love that scene where Peter Parker is talking on the phone. He's like, "World, if you're watching, wish me luck because your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man could really use it right now." It's an amazing scene. Okay. Oh, you know what? We've skipped over. What? Peter Parker versus Doctor uh, Spider-Man versus Doctor Strange. Like there was an actual Doctor Strange oh, versus yeah. Spider-Man fight scene, and, and he it was, was awesome. I love yeah. how he's like, "Oh my god." There's math in magic. Yeah, I can. Do <laughs> I math. love that. It, that is so cool. It's, it is real math as well. But yeah, the way he puts it together was like that is really cool, and it also ties together like what Thor was saying in his first movie. You have science, we have magic. Uh, in in our world, it's one and the same. This idea that magic is actually just the opposite end of the same spectrum, like it's all connected in this, this one big u- cosmic universe that it all connects to some degree. There's so that. much and within this film that it's like we're never going to get through it all, obviously. Yeah. Because there's I, I like so Spider-Man much. Being stuff. A hero. Yeah. But I, I, I think the, uh, the, the takeaway from the film for me, the end was that it was. I'm glad that they've managed to get three Spider-Man films out that are all good. Yes. Yes. There's not actually. Yeah. There's not a single one of them that I'd go. Oh, do we have to watch that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And and think about what a great undertaking there was because like John Watts didn't know that there was going to be a snap while he was writing Spider-Man Far From Home. And like, you know, like he was right, still writing the script for No Way Home on the set. Like he had to like manage all of these MCU connections mm. and, on to- and it still works in a narrative sense. Amazing. It works perfectly, uh, to be honest. Can we take a quick moment to talk about how some of the interactions between the villains were amazing? Like oh, William Dafoe and... needs a fucking Oscar. Oh, Willem Dafoe. Okay, he's the main villain. His performance in this movie was genuinely chilling. And I was so... Watching him with the Green Goblin suit under his torn clothes, and that's how they make him look more comic accurate, is the suit under like these torn purple robes. Him... Oh, man. Like, him fighting Peter, like, just brawling Spider-Man through an apartment building was like... I was like... Because Green Goblin is my favorite villain of all time, and is by far the definitive Spider-Man villain to me. And just seeing them beating the crap out of each other in that scene was just like there was something to it, man. I just it was perfect. Willem Dafoe, uh, who yeah, apparently did his own stunts and was yeah, like, he was really part, wanted that, that was part he really wanted of his, to do the physical stuff because he, he said t- it informs the character. And if he actually did do his own stunts and did do his own fighting, I couldn't tell you that man is in his sixties because he's nimble as fuck. He's something of a stuntman himself. <laughs> uh, what's your uh, Green Goblin impression? <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished. Um, I watched you through Norman's uh, cowardly eyes. I, oh dear! I love no that more Doctor Half. But yeah, I, I love that. I love that talk and that the way that it really encapsulates everything that makes Green Goblin Green Goblin. This this inferiority complex turned into a superiority complex this this man who his psyche's been damaged but he's desperate for he was desperate for respect desperate for power i'll say i like the worst version of him i like seeing basically everyone except for some reason it was better done in this film but 
Jamie Foxx's electro still shits me. No, I loved <laughs> no, it. He was I, really good. I love. I, I loved, loved his I interaction. Loved with, line. I yeah. loved his interaction with Sam, man, where he was just like they were just talking about how they got their powers. He was like, "Damn, Damn gotta watch where you fall." Yeah, Even the way he judges, judges like they're like taking it. He, he put the thing on from the first time, and he's like, "I got a question." Yeah, are these your Legos? And he's got this really <laughs> judgmental look on his face. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I, I thought it was curiosity, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've just found his... I don't know what it is. Out of all of them, he's the weak link. Dude, I, I, no, no, no way. That's not true at all. I think what Thomas Hayden Church or Reese Fans is like the weak link. But not the weak link because they're the weakest actors. I think just because they didn't have as much screen time as the other three. But yeah. I do like... I also like Sam, man. His whole thing in this movie is I, I actually Marco. don't care. I just want to go home. And I'm sick of being held. Like his his reason for being a villain at the end is like you're actually stopping me from seeing my daughter. Fuck you. I'm going home. That's why he's here mm. fighting Spider Man. And I love that. That's his thing. I love that his character hasn't actually shifted. He's not a mate. Like he gets affected by Green Goblin's speech differently. He's not thinking. Well, I'm gonna go out there and you know rob a bank. He's so- like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go find this thing that's gonna make me go see my daughter because I can. So why was Electro pulled in? He doesn't know that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Hmm. I don't know. I don't remember the film because I've blocked <laughs> it from my memory. No, but he says in the film that he's surprised that oh, he says that one of the, my best, uh, one of my most favorite lines in the film, where like oh, you help poor people, you live in Queens. I thought he was going to be black. <laughs> And then Andrew Garfield was like, oh, I, ooh. Sorry, like, man. all he could say was sorry because he's like, oh, what do you say to that? And then the Miles were up and being like, I'm pretty sure there's a black spider. Yeah, like so Which... how come he was there? That's actually a big loophole in there. Yeah. I wonder if in the most Spider Man 2, he finds out that his name is Peter Parker but doesn't unmask him. What? Oh, maybe. No, maybe. Yeah, I don't maybe think that happens name. either. Yeah. Oh, does who sends, who sends Electro after him? Is it Harry? Yeah, him and Harry team up. Yeah, so Harry Man, would have known. Harry, so Harry, yeah, Harry doesn't tell him. We, well, we don't see him. T- Maybe that's something that they... Fuck, don't make me watch Amazing Spider-Man 2 again. No, but, but we know for a fact he doesn't know who's under the mask because he's surprised to see well, he's a surprised white to guy, see- but he might know the name. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, or you have that to knows know. that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Doesn't have okay. to actually see his face. Just knows the name. Yeah. How do you like the new new? It's cool, so cool to see Electro with an arc reaction. I, I oh, he, Electro looked way better. All of them he, looked way he, better. I loved the lightning causing the mask. I think he yeah. looked way better. I actually, but the thing is, is that Max Dillon as a, as a character doesn't really have too much of a personality. Like he's just Electro. So him having that sort of, actually, I'm cool in this universe. Like I'm actually a cool dude. Like I like the fact that this. My writing has improved better. in this universe. But yeah. <laughs> I, I like that it's a bit meta but also at the same time it's also very like I actually like being here I like the way the energy like he even says the energy here feels different so when he reconstitutes yeah. his body he's like that's why I'm different that's why I'm stronger. he's a ripped black man who looks at Jimmy Fox and like he's like I like this so and, and he- I love uh, I love Peter's line sorry I'm going to talk of you where he says like that's what I've been trying to tell you Max you were never a loser but yeah sorry go on yeah, you were never a nobody I love how yeah. Sandman helped Peter when you first saw him as well. He sees Spider-Man and goes, hey, you. Can I? So we got Sandman versus Electro, which was so cool. Sandman versus Electro versus the tree. And the tree always wins. Brock, paper, tree. The tree so, actually broke out of the cell, if you think about it. Yeah. yeah the, I'll the, laugh if there's a reference to that tree later. Like in that tree is going to make an appearance in Multiverse of Madness or something where it's like. I think that tree was. I think in that teaser we saw that tree. Like they're in the under, they're in that undercroft, and like Steve's having a meltdown, and I still can't get rid of that tree, which may not be that important of a problem, but it's just another thing on the list that just keeps going wrong. Does he even remember why that tree's there? <laughs> he, again, he might remember Spider-Man. Um, does the does he who cast the spell remember casting the spell? No, he he wouldn't, because he says he says, uh, "What nice knowing you, Spider-Man." Because he's going to forget him. So he's going to know Spider-Man existed, but me, he doesn't remember Peter. All right, yeah. well, we've got literally a couple of minutes to round this all up, really. So My what do we want to talk about? Uh, wish everyone Merry Christmas, I guess. Uh, I was going to, yeah. Ashraf, you had something to say. So I want to quickly, I did. let's do a Merry Christmas thing in a circle. I'll go first, then you, Connor, then Ashraf last, and you can add on your piece. So I just want to yeah. say, have a good Christmas to all the comic thought people listening 
or have been on the show or whatever. So have a good Christmas. Uh, sorry for being a sourpuss for the majority of this episode. I'm just mega tired and have a lot going on. You know, Christmas rush things. Fucking yay. But anyway, once you get past all that annoying Christmas stuff, I hope you all just sit back and enjoy a beverage on the day and relax. Connor? Definitely. Uh, yeah, Merry, uh, happiest of holidays to everyone. I know we have a couple of people outside of Australia who watch this. So, uh, happy holidays, like legitimately, whatever you, you celebrate, or if you don't even celebrate anything and you're just having fun with the holidays, have fun, relax. And if you don't have holidays, we're sorry. We know retail sucks ass. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you work 24 hours, like what I did, I'm so sorry. Uh, the retailers, also, you guys are real champions. Especially, real if you li- especially if you live in South Australia and Christmas Day isn't considered a public holiday until the Monday, which oh, means yeah, working on Saturday fun. and not being paid for public holiday pay. Just don't Fuck do it, guys. I'd actually straight up boycott it. I wouldn't go in. That's me. I. That's what I would do. I wouldn't do it. I'd have nothing to do with it until I'm a jam. It's so far up their ass, they can fucking feel it in their brain. Have a tea. Ashraf, you have a piece to say? Oh, yeah, I was going to say Merry Christmas, everyone. I hope everyone has a great holiday. Um, and a retail sucks around this time of year as well. I pause on that sentiment. Like, regardless of whether, wherever you are, I hope you also have a safe holiday. Like, Omicron is no joke. It's like five times less. Uh, you're five times likely to get reinfected with it. And um, yeah, I just want to say that, like, it's the start of the monsoon season in Malaysia. And, like, a lot of the places that I used to go no, you're glitching there. Oh, right he's now. disappearing. Yeah. He's disappearing. Hello. He's frozen. He's frozen. He's frozen. You're looking weird. Yeah. And there you go. Oh, no, no, no. frozen again. Oh. Okay. Now. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, um, there's really bad flooding in a lot of the areas I used to grow up in in Malaysia. And I hope everyone is staying safe because I know the government's not doing a lot. And uh, I'm really happy to see everyone helping each other out. Uh, it's unfortunate it has to come to that point. But yeah, I hope everyone's staying safe regardless. <laughs> yeah, ditto, man. Yeah. Uh, before we end this video, does anyone have any shout-outs for project, upcoming projects or upcoming uh, things we're doing on the channel? Nope. We've got one more <laughs> before the end of the year, right? One more. One more comic thoughts one more. before the end of the year. Do we actually? Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. One more. That is, um, and then we're done for the year. Exactly. And then we'll have our intro back. And we have season two, yeah. Uh, season, season two, two. To start. Um, uh, Tiny's already broken great. all the stuff that I bought for, but you know. Yeah. Have you uh, got any of the uh, any um, gamma casts coming up before the end of the year, Ashraf? I I'm sure I think this week might be the last one, just because like I'm not sure if Gam- Gamma Race is open next week. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, it then is. that'll be the last one then <laughs> on Monday. Oh, uh, is Monday a public holiday? I'm not sure. I'm assuming Monday's they're open. Holiday. Yeah, Monday's a public holiday. Just check their Facebook. If not, Ashraf will yeah. announce when it's the last one for the year of GammaCast. Yeah, we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll show up at some point <laughs> in Gamma Race. Yeah. Well, I've got a couple of projects I've been working on. Um, I have actually recently bought some of these bad boys. These what are... Halo? These, yes, this is the three three quarter inch World of Halo line, and I was tempted to buy them for a little while, but I I I, I bit it, I bit yesterday when um, Big W was selling their vehicle packs for twenty dollars. So for half the price of a Marvel Legend, I got genuinely some really amazing figures, and I've got to hopefully have that video up in the next few weeks. Uh, this week, I'm gonna have the last pieces of my advent calendar series go up i know i i was meant to do them every day but then i realized real quickly that it was the same fucking joke every day and i just couldn't do that so i'm just going to do the <laughs> calendar and release it on christmas uh in one go so hopefully we'll have a video up on christmas and next week uh given time permission i'm hoping to maybe actually go back to doing some of my own solo cast episodes um That's which cool. there's a lot i have to talk about but i've also found to figure out a fucking name for my podcast Oh, what is, it? what is it? It is called the Champions Way podcast because the Champions Way was a Discord uh, Facebook group that I used to run that allowed me to help communicate with my friends who played role playing games like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so oh. I got the Champions Way podcast. Yeah. You'll have a hopefully I might be able to talk to someone who's graphic design, get some things going on. Uh, probably not. Uh, no, things never work out like that, but it's all in the it's all in the plans. Hmm. Yeah, I have a plan all- to do a solo thing, maybe, but it's interview based. 
Ooh, ah, that's all I'm going to say. Okay, well, yeah, keep your eye on. So, yeah, we've got Halo. Oh, also, uh, likely want to do a video about what my Christmas present is because I think I know what my Christmas present actually is. Did, also, did you? Is there something about an end of year roundup? Thing yes. I, also, I'm working on it this week. Um, I'll hope I'll probably get it out like the last few days of the year, so next week sometime because it takes a while to edit this together. I'm going through all of our comic thoughts episodes and I'm pulling out all the best bits. Looking all out. the best, best jokes, of. All, all of our guests, everyone's going to appear in it. You know what? Can I tell you what the biggest joke of this episode has been? What? The fact that Ashraf has chips there and he hasn't fucking finished them. He's just been nibbling away the whole time. I've been watching those chips. It looks like you barely fucking touched them. <laughs> can you really see the chips in it? I can see the top of them. I've actually been eating grapes this whole time. You guys disgust me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been like that, every now and again while listening that to you night, guys just like go. seductively just like because I've got to ride up into the hills to do Christmassy things one of the highlights of 2021 would probably be um, Hasbro's uh, Snake Eyes oh get fucked because like you know it's not every day you see like an Asian American star I hope an elf film, kills like, everyone <laughs> happy flying happy, green elf happy holidays everyone take care <laughs> <laughs>